Hi, everyone. My name is Allison Andrews, and I'm joined by Rachel Clapp Miller for our podcast, Content Hacks. And today we're going to talk about content hacks that will make your life easier in 2017. Always looking for ways to make my life easier. I know, really. <laughs> a lot of us don't have a lot of time, right? Who has time? And if you're working in marketing, I know a lot of us are really working with small teams, teams of one or two. Who are these people that have like 200 marketing people on right. their team? Right. It doesn't happen anymore. It <laughs> never happened to me. So how can we really make that content process easier so we can maximize our time and our resources? And if you're just joining us for the first time, Rachel and I know a thing or two about maximizing our time because we come from a background in news. And the one thing that news teaches you is to turn content quickly and effectively. We don't want to spend a lot of time on activities that aren't going to produce results. So let's dive right into it. Um, if you guys are up for it, the first tip I have is to really make content a priority. And for me, that means I literally need to put it on a calendar. So on your phone, the notification pops up, right? <laughs> Correct. It does. And and um, not only just in terms of setting aside time to write, but setting aside time to think. Um, because what I find is we all get very busy doing and we can sometimes do ourselves a disservice by not taking time to think about what would really be good content. Right. To kind of take a step back. It doesn't have to be hours either. I'm just talking about you need to set aside 15 minutes, um, on your calendar and say, I need, you need to think about my next batch of content. Yeah, I had a professor in grad school that suggested you block 30 minutes a day to write or think about what you want to write. And sometimes you would write one page, sometimes you'd write one sentence, sometimes that 30 minutes would turn four pages depending on what you were doing. This was all around writing your thesis. But I loved that rhythm of saying, okay, for this half hour, I'm going to work on creating content. Mm -hmm. And if you are in charge of content at your job, carving out 30 minutes should be relatively easy to do. Right. And I think, like you say, whether that means you're you're writing about it or thinking about it, or even I would count in that kind of block of time um, looking at other people's content, right? Like good book authors read a lot. Good writers read a lot of other people's writing right. and other ideas. So, but you've got to set aside time to do that. Yeah, I know one of the things that you do is to put ideas in a folder. You really create a folder for your writing or your content creation. Right. And if you're old school like me, you might have an actual folder. You might <laughs> Okay. I'm dating myself a little bit, but um, you can put it in a digital folder. There's a lot of ways to keep whatever that folder is. But if you make it a practice to read other people's ideas, to think about it, you're going to get ahead of yourself, right? Which is good because then you won't ever be struggling for ideas. Um, but you've got to come up with some system in place to so that you don't lose track of them. And it can't be something like saving links that you see on Facebook that you never go back to read. Like it needs to be, you know, um, a system that, that works. Right. And going back to your calendar idea, if mm -hmm. you have a time blocked for 30 minutes and you really don't have any ideas to write, open up the folder. That's right. And, and, and see what comes from that. Absolutely. So one of the challenges that I've had, especially working in a more B2B environment as a content generator, is that I always don't have the expertise on a subject to really write it effectively. I know that's shocking because I know everything, <laughs> right? But <laughs> I don't have the expertise, so I need to elicit help. So the problem being is that if you're working in a, in a complex corporate environment or a really fast-paced environment, 
the people you need insight from are oftentimes super busy. So one of the things that I've done in my own content hacking experience is to set up interviews with them. And how was that effective um, when you're dealing with the schedules that you mentioned? How do you make that effective? Well, I think it's effective because they know when we're going to be chatting, right? I block off 30 minutes and I have it reoccurring on a calendar. Um, the one of the managing partners that I do this with regularly, every other week we have a 30-minute time block. Sometimes it gets scheduled or sometimes it gets canceled, but we always reschedule it. And it's just a reoccurring 30 minutes that I kind of own with him. And I, uh, I'll send an email the day before, a couple days before, and say, hey, uh, this week I'd like to talk about sales planning or hitting an accurate forecast. Here are three questions to think through. He knows what we're, we're going to talk about. We sit up. I ask him questions. And he just talks. Well, and you know, I think that that's not only helpful in the situation like you mentioned, but like for me, I just had a um, um, a client that I actually met with this morning, um, and we talked about the importance of having this reoccurring meeting because for me, I ghostwrite a lot of blogs for people, and it's important that I'm writing in their voice, and if we don't have these regular meetings, I get away from their voice or how they would say it. And then they're like, could you redo that? Or this doesn't sound right. Where if you just give me 15 minutes a week, this will be a lot easier. Yeah. And it's minimal impact on their time. They can even do the call. Um, They don't have to be in person. No, exactly. Right. You can do it on the phone. They're driving into work. Mm -hmm. It's so funny you say that because I just pulled together a webinar a couple of months ago and I set up the content very similar to what I was just talking about. I set up an interview time and I said, I need to talk through this topic with you. And I just let him talk and I just took feverish notes and then I created the PowerPoint presentation. And in the speaker notes, I wrote exactly what he had to say. So he came to me and said, I was so nervous about those notes, but then I read them. I'm like, gosh, this is exactly what I would say. And, <laughs> and I you're said, like, you did say it. Right. I said, thanks for giving me the props, but you said it. Like, all I did was write what you say and put it in. He's like, well, you have an amazing gift. I said, it's not a gift. I just recorded you and, right. and wrote it down. Um, so I think that that's a really great technique and it saves me a lot of time and it allows me to churn out a lot of specialized content meaty content, right? Because I only have the expertise at a certain level because I'm the marketing person. I'm not the person who's actually the subject matter expert. Right, right. Well, and I think for people who might be a little jittery, like, oh, I've worked with a client or I've got a boss who who doesn't want to do the phone call thing, you can use email. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So just send over those questions in email and have them respond to you. I just did this for a case study. I was having trouble getting the client on the phone to produce a case study um, to schedule a phone interview. So I just said, it was, we were working through different time zones. That's always hard. I said, here's five questions. They wrote back and I was able to whip it up into a quick case study. Well, and I think it's a nod to kind of how people work these days. There are more people working from home, more people working at other hours. And so for some people, email is just easier because if they want to do it at nine o'clock at night, they can, you know. Exactly. Whenever, whenever. On a Saturday afternoon when they're checking their rest of their email, that's fine. They can. <laughs> right. And I I love email for content. Like, I'm not a big fan of reply all on the work email. Right. 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 Who, who is? Right. Who is a big fan? And yeah. if you are 
Why? Why? <laughs> That's our first content. <laughs> Stop replying all. Exactly. But actually, if you're in marketing or you're in charge of producing content, that can actually be really helpful. Uh, this has happened a couple times where somebody will share an article with the group and then everybody's replying all, weighing in on the article. I'll whip that right out up to a blog. That's genius. <laughs> <laughs> don't it waste is. it. That's good. Don't waste don't it. Wait. Oh, don't waste it. That's right. a content hack. <laughs> don't waste anything. Right. right? It, anything can be turned into a... Yeah, because you did it, you're just cleaning up the content rather than starting from scratch. Right, right. Uh, and also, minimal impact on the subject matter expert's time. I mean, that's I find that people really like talking about the work that they do. And, sure. And those areas of expertise that they have, they just don't always have time. So, but if you can just get them for 15, 30 minutes, it's really valuable for you. And it also makes them feel good because their expertise is getting featured on the company Right. In the company news. Right, right. Um, you mentioned this, this whole idea of email. And that kind of goes to one of my other content hacks, which is to write backwards. So you started with this email, not the, with this reply all, not, not intending to write a blog, right. right? And then you saw it. So I think a lot of people, um, you know, the headlines are really important to whatever it is that you're writing. Because if nobody clicks on it, it doesn't matter how good the rest of it is. So that really shouldn't be a throwaway. There's there's a whole other podcast headlines. on that, on headlines. Yes. Um, but in in short order, if you've got a headline or you see something on an email or you just let that be the precipitous for the piece of content and write backwards from that rather than writing it all and then saying, okay, what's the best headline about this is write backwards, um, you know, come up with maybe you have that line that you think I would totally click on that or I would read that okay then write something that goes with that right you know I think too uh one way you know to repurpose content like everyone wants to repurpose content but if you think about uh five ways to close a deal by the end of the year go as a positive tone headline, right? Switch it, do negative. Five ways you can really mess something up. That's right. right? That's right. So it's the same content. You're just positioning it in a different way. Right. And it feels new to the reader. And that's part of, you know, I think um, take seeing an idea that maybe somebody else did and really putting your own spin on it. It can be the same general idea because some things, some practices are just simply the best practices, right? Everybody might agree that X, Y, and Z are absolutely the three best things you should do for something. Um, but it's how you position it that can make a difference. And that headline can really go a long way in, in, in maximizing that. And the other thing to remember really is when it comes to content, you don't always have to write. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, can be overwhelming for people. Um, you know, having been in literally two decades of of the news business, we're used to to churning out content as we said quickly, right? Lots in a day. But for some people, that process of writing is a little bit overwhelming. Um, but if you think of it in terms of taking that information and instead of writing six paragraphs put it into an infographic with some numbers and statistics and some pretty colors, you know, it, it, it is sometimes easier for some people to think that way. Yeah. And with infographic, you only need like five sentences sometimes. Right. Exactly. And then you can put the, the lift on the graphic designer. Right. Exactly. That's <laughs> I, right. I just did that a couple of weeks ago. I'm not even joking. I was supposed to write this. It was going to be a tip sheet or like a little guide, a two pager. And I had a paragraph and I was like, oh, this could be an infographic. And I just flipped it over. 
<laughs> That's right. It, it can it can help. But on that uh, tip of not always having to write, I think it's important to mention podcasts as as we're doing right now. Right. Um, although I'm confident we could probably write this podcast out pretty quickly. We, we could. Yeah. Um, it, it is more fun to sit here and. In fact, let's do that. Let's write this up. We're going to write this up for a downloadable tip for okay. all of you guys who are listening, and uh, so you will have that. One one sheet. I always say a one sheet. Who doesn't love a one sheet, right, for right. reference? So we're going to give you that. Good. We're going to write it up. Good. And it will be written. If it shows up as an infographic, you know we ran out of time. But you, you'll, we'll give you a download, yes. right? <laughs> That's right. But podcasts seem complicated, right? It's really fancy, and you can get it on iTunes. So you're like on Apple, which sounds super fancy. It totally sounds fancy. But it's really easy. I mean, you can easily put something up on SoundCloud, for example, send your RSS feed to iTunes. And when we're talking about leveraging your subject matter experts, when you're doing your interviews with them, you can record them, right? Right, yeah. That's how uh, I launched the podcast at Growth Play is we were doing these interviews and I said, well, I'm just going to record it. And if if it's really bad, we don't have to tell anybody we did it. But it ended up being okay, so we, we just did it. And it puts your content in another form so people can easily listen to it. I mean, I think the great thing about podcasts is people can listen to them working out. You can listen to them in the car. You don't have to be physically sitting there reading. Well, and that's the thing now with so many platforms that are available to people, whether it's a podcast, an infographic, um, a PowerPoint, a slide share you know, of some sort, um, or simply a picture. Right, a picture now is worth more than a thousand words. Right, especially <laughs> these on, days. Especially on social, mm-hmm, I exactly. am envious that people have such great pictures and they put quotes on it in social. Mm-hmm. And and some people I think are naturally prone to thinking in in pictures. Some people think in words. Mm-hmm. So I think knowing what your strength is um, will help you produce more if you just kind of work with it. I've um, sat through many a content webinar or optimizing your content webinar or podcast or whatever where they say, oh, make great pictures, you know, pictures of puppies or kittens always work. And I always roll my eyes. Like, I can't put a picture of a puppy on my B2B blog. Like, I would get fired. <laughs> who's going who's gonna to do that? Right. But I always think about in news, like, we always knew, like, a good puppy story would Ab- get the viewers. Yes, viewers. absolutely. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> but you mentioned PowerPoints, and uh, I wanted to bring – Go back to PowerPoints because, you know, in corporate life, people use PowerPoints out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't do a meeting without – you got a couple slides and you, if you say no, they're like, whoa. Right. Like, you suck. How can you right. not have a slide? <laughs> well, I'm just going to talk, right? But power those PowerPoint decks for you as a content marketer or somebody who has to develop content can be invaluable. Um, you can turn that – that into infographics if there's charts in there those bullets are probably your five bullets for blogs if they're around a specific subject area in addition i don't know if you guys have used slideshare yet but slideshare is a great place to repurpose those powerpoints you upload a powerpoint and people can click through it and i found that in, when i use slideshare it's really effective people like to click through i think it goes back to the visual thing that you mm-hmm. were talking about and for me it I mean, I'm just like tweaking the PowerPoint, making sure there's no IP there, making the bullets a little bit flashier, linking to something else. Uh, but I love SlideShare. I think it's a really easy tool um, and a great way to leverage content that's being developed for other parts of business in your company. Well, I think when you you kind of hit on something right there when you said if you're doing a presentation that you can use those slides for other things, to me... Uh, you should be able to write once and use it three different ways. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then it wasn't good content to start with. Good point. So I think 
I think everything that you do, you need to write it with the original intent, right? But then really look at it a different way. Can I make a picture? Can I make an infographic? Can I do something else? What else can I do with this? Um, which when you're talking about teams of one or two people is a huge time saver. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. Right. Re- refreshing and repurposing is is really important. So I think those are some great content hacks. You guys are going to have such an easy time this year making content. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just listen. Right. Listen. We know what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> so uh, some of our tips, right? Make it a priority. Use a calendar. Put ideas in a folder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a paper one. It can't. It could be <laughs> it can't. digital. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, consider inter- interviewing your subject matter experts at your company. Putting those on a recurring calendar. Uh, email is always a great Use way. Email. Right backwards. Um, and then don't forget to position your content on different on different formats. Yeah. Right once, use it three times. Exactly. Like like a podcast, right? There you go. <laughs> so thank you to all of you for listening to Content Hacks. We appreciate you joining us. And don't forget look, to look out for that tip sheet. You can find it on andrewscreative.net.